Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Chiona podcast. It is me, Sarah, so freaking easy. And I honestly didn't even know if I was going to release this episode this week because there's just been a lot going on in my life. I've been trying to refocus and restructure and regroup and just evaluate how things are going to go moving forward in my life just because there has been a drastic change that's happened in my life and I'm trying very hard to process that and I mean I've mentioned this before a person with anxiety very much thrives on structure and very much thrives on not necessarily well at least in my case like not necessarily a big 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 routine but still somewhat of a routine that's very much used to that's used to things and like when they're in the right place it makes me feel good it makes me feel at ease it makes me feel at peace with things and so I'm gonna be as transparent as I can be with y'all I'm not doing very well in terms of realizing that that's not the way that things are gonna be anymore And yes, it does very much have to do with the sudden passing of my grandmother, who I still think about every single day, considering that she lived with me for a significant amount of time. But I was thinking, actually, about how much she would encourage me to chase my dreams and to move forward, you know, todo para adelante, nada para atrás, she used to tell me, and... I have a picture of her actually, a picture of us, I should say, a picture of us from my graduation, my first graduation. And I remember giving it to her when I finished school and she was like, oh my gosh, Miha, we look so good in this picture. Because let me describe it to you all. So it's a picture of me and her uh, posing, obviously. And she's smiling, I'm smiling, and I have like a bouquet of flowers in my hand that my dad bought me because my dad's extra like that. <laughs> so we, we took the picture and everything. I remember that day like so, so clearly. And it's funny that she mentions like, oh, we look so nice in it because I'm telling you guys, like if you guys knew my grandma, then you know this. But if you don't, my grandma never would smile in pictures. Like in all of my childhood pictures, like I want to say like maybe like 70 to 80 percent of the pictures she had like the most serious face <laughs> like this is the most serious looking face I don't know why my mom explained it to me before but it, it the, the thought escapes me right now but for whatever reason my grandma wouldn't smile in pictures neither would my grandfather really unless they were being silly then they would but like in certain like in majority of the pictures they would always be very serious so this picture here she's smiling in it And it strikes me as something very rare because, like, again, when she first got the frame picture and she put it in her apartment, she's like, I mean, how we look so good, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, of course, because you're smiling in it, dummy. Like, (laughs) that's why I really like this picture and I want you to have it. And now I'm really just starting to reflect on the fact that, like, now that picture that I gave her, it's mine. They they gave it back to me. Uh, One of my cousins gave it back to me so that I could have it. And I have it here in my room and every morning when I wake up, I see it. And as much as I'm like very, I feel very conflicted right now because I still am very sad about her passing and everything like that. But at the same time, I do feel very happy because it encourages me in every way to remember the person that she was and what she stood for. And that very much aligns with a lot of what I kind of feel when it comes to my work ethic like work hard for the things that you want and like really really strive for your dreams and wake up every morning as if it's going to be your last day and I don't want that to be confused with the whole idea of like hustle culture which I will get into for this episode but again like just really pursuing the things that I want to pursue 
no questions asked. So for this week's episode, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that whole concept of working towards your dreams. And it might seem like nothing's working out right now in terms of your career or in terms of figuring that stuff out. Because I know I asked on Instagram what y'all wanted me to talk about in terms of topics for this podcast. And a lot of y'all had mentioned that you're struggling with the idea of like what your future is going to look like or how to deal with stuff with school or when it comes to stuff with school. And who better than somebody that has been in school for like a thousand years at this point, or feels like who's been in school for like a thousand years, who better to talk about that type of experience and whatnot. But the one thing that I specifically wanted to kind of just focus on is this whole idea of when is it going to happen? When am I going to figure things out? When is it just all going to fall into place? When, 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 when? We constantly feel the need to ask ourselves this question, especially for those of us that went to post-secondary, but even those who finished high school. Like, it seems like we have so much pressure to just figure it out. Like, just to know exactly what's going to happen next and what chapter to open up. And, you know, am I going to be in this field? Am I going to work now? Am I going to work later? Am I going to do this? Like, there's so many things. And we have to take into account as well that we're super young when this all happens. But, like, taking into account, like, the fact that, like you just went from one major thing and now you're expected to go on to another major thing? Mm -mm. All right, let me start from the beginning on how I really started to realize that I have nothing figured out and maybe I never will. I mentioned this in a previous episode. If you want to go back to the episode with me and my friend Zenny, we talked about this job that we both worked at that we, well, me more so than him because I'm pretty sure he didn't think it was like the worst job in the world. But to me, I, guys, I hated this job. I hated this job. Like everything, I, I hate to be that type of person that just seems like I'm coming from a privileged place and it's like, I hate this job, blah, blah, blah. I'm making money. I hate it, blah, 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 blah. Because there's people that are in a lot worse situations than I do because like, take in. I was working this job, but I was living at home, meaning that I didn't have to worry about where I was going to sleep, what I was going to eat. I, was, I, I wasn't alone, you know, even though I did very much feel like it, but we'll get into that. You know, like there's a lot of factors that I am still very, very grateful for. But in this experience itself, we're just talking about the struggles of my life. I hated this job for a plethora of reasons. Okay, so back to the point about me feeling lonely. This was at a time where my mental health was not good. I was in a relationship with TJ Detweiler. Y'all know who that is. I was in a relationship with TJ Detweiler and things were okay. You know, like we were doing all right and, and, and I was feeling all right with things. But at the same time, within my own heart, I very much felt alone. I felt very sad. I just felt very, for lack of a better term, or even the term that my counselor used at the time, depressed. And this job contributed to that even more because they were real stingy with hours. And it wasn't even necessarily my manager's fault or anything like that. It was just the fact that nobody wanted to buy anything from this damn store. Let me explain. So this store that I was working at, I'm not going to name the name because we're trying to we're, we're trying to keep it civil here, okay? But basically it was a retail store, a higher end retail store. Meaning that a it was very niche market, meaning that only certain people knew about this brand and only certain people could afford this brand and only certain people would even walk into the damn store, okay? So 
I, I'm not joking you when I say we would have like a maximum of like 15 people come in in a whole day. That's literally how many people would show up. So imagine 15 people in a whole day and you're working what like a four hour they would give me like three hour four hour shifts it was embarrassing guys like ugh, a three hour four hour shift where you only see two people walk inside the store and the rest of the time you're doing absolutely nothing you can't even fold anything you can't even iron anything nothing because nobody has touched anything since the day before okay like it was just okay it was just prison like all right like I can't I hate to make it seem like it's so dramatic but in my eyes honestly guys it was it was so bad anyways I would stand there I would stand there at this store just waiting for somebody to come in just so I could talk to somebody and most of the time that other person that I'd be talking to was either myself or my co-worker that was with me we'd be standing there just waiting for somebody to come inside okay so let's so what I was feeling lonely at that time this job was just extremely boring there was nothing to do and I kept beating myself up about this job that I took because I left an amazing job that I loved and that I would literally go there on my days off just to hang out with my co-workers like that's like the the the, the absolute contrast the contrast between my previous job and then the job that I had at that time Oh my goodness, like you you could it's, it's, you couldn't even compare the two. You couldn't. But anyways, I was kicking myself about that because I was like, I made the, the stupidest decision to leave. And it's funny because I actually tried to go back to my old job, but the manager had switched and she didn't like me very much. So she was like, hell no, I'm not going to I'm not going to hire you. So she kind of just let me fall on my feet. And I again, I kicked myself in the butt because I was just like, I should have never left because then she would have had to deal with me regardless if she liked me or not. And there was a whole bunch of things like associated with that. But nonetheless, like she didn't hire me back. So I was stuck at this job that I absolutely hated. And I made it known to everybody that I hated this job. Oh, don't get it twisted, yo. All my coworkers knew how much I hated this job. I would walk in and I'd be so bummed out. And I'm pretty sure even customers were kind of turned off by the fact that I just didn't care. I would stand there and I'd literally just be doing absolutely nothing or hiding in the back just waiting it for waiting for it to be my lunch hour so that I just wouldn't have to talk to anybody and again I think the contributions of like my anxiety and the depressive episodes and stuff like that were kind of like a contributing factor but just the fact that this job was just oh so dead end but anyways another thing that just really bummed me out was the fact that I was finishing school I had just or I was just about to finish school uh, my undergrad degree And I was really putting a lot of pressure on myself, like, what the heck is my life going to be like? Like, what do I even, what do I even do at this point? Right? And so I kept replaying that on and on and on in my mind. And, oh, not to mention, I forgot to, I forgot to, to cite this, is this job would only literally, (laughs) would pay me peanuts, first of all, would pay me peanuts to stand and do absolutely nothing for only I just, I already mentioned this, but for only three and a half hours, and I'm pretty sure if it was legal, they would have let, they would have made me just be there for like two hours, two hours, because like they literally, literally, I'm telling you guys, I would only work once a week for three and a half hours for peanuts. I couldn't pay any of my bills properly. Like I, I couldn't pay any of my bills. I couldn't even buy myself lunch to eat when I was working. 
So like I would have to, and this sounds from like a very first world problems thing, which I don't, I didn't have a problem with packing my own lunch, but sometimes there wouldn't be leftovers for whatever reason, there wouldn't be leftovers or there wouldn't be anything to eat at my house or for me to make at my house because my parents hadn't done grocery shopping. Because usually my parents do, this is a side note, my parents do grocery shopping on the weekends and I would work on the weekend. Like I would literally work every Sunday and my parents hadn't bought the food yet. So I wouldn't have anything to make my lunch. So I would this is a really hard time. I was going through some tough times, guys. I would literally starve sometimes when I was working at this job because I would just wait until I got home so that I could eat something. Or I would kindly ask one of my coworkers, bless their hearts, bless their hearts, to buy me something and that I would try my best to just, you know, pay them back or something like that. It was really embarrassing. To be honest, like I was pretty embarrassed about the fact that like no matter how much I tried, no matter how much I really, really wanted to, I couldn't, there was no way for me to even save any money. I would literally have to use my paycheck every two weeks to pay off my bills. That was literally all it went towards. I couldn't put any savings aside. I, I couldn't even treat myself to something nice because it all went towards uh, the bills that I needed to pay. So anyways, back to what I was saying before is that this whole, this this continuous loop where I was like, my future is going nowhere. Like once I'm done school, like I'm screwed, I'm screwed, I'm screwed, I'm screwed, I'm screwed. I'm screwed. And I think what a lot of us, a lot of us coming out of university need to realize is that it's not a race. It's not a race. Like, it's not a matter of like, okay, I'm done school. Now I need to find a job right, right now. I have so many friends that are just finishing their undergrad or are considering to, you know, pursue higher education afterwards, you know. And I remember speaking to one friend specifically. She wanted to get into teacher's college and she didn't get in. And I told her this, I said to her, I was like, listen, man, you don't know how good it is to just be able to relax and take a break from all those years of schooling that you just did. And you want it, you want to do more. That's cool and all that's very, that's, that's commendable of you because that's exactly what I did. I wanted to go immediately after I finished school. I was like, yo, I'm not going to have the motivation to go back to school. If I take a break, blah, 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 blah. And God works in mysterious ways because I was very much set in just doing school like no breaks, no breaks whatsoever. But God was like, yeah, no, not going to happen. If you're not going to take a break, then I'll make you take a break. And basically when I tried to apply for grad school, I didn't get in. So then at that point, it freaked me out even more because I was like, no, 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 no. Like, what am I supposed to do now? But anyways, I was telling my friend, I was like, honestly, given the fact that you've been in school for so long, appreciate the break that you can take you know like really just take a moment for yourself and be like hey you know what like I finished that and that's an accomplishment in itself you know like I feel like we're starting to downplay the fact that like people are are finishing their undergrad because apparently everybody has an undergrad degree and like while part of that may be true it's still an accomplishment that you should celebrate and be proud of yourself for you know and we're so tied up, but this is another thing. I feel like we're so tied up in this whole hustle culture and I have to do, 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 do before the time's over. And like, there's so many self-help books and there's so many motivational speakers out there that are like, yo, if you're sitting down and doing nothing and sitting on your bum, you're doing absolutely nothing, blah, blah, blah. That's why I really try to steer clear from these things because they give you such a false narrative that if you're not being productive if you're not working if you're not grinding if you're not doing this then you're doing absolutely nothing and to be honest with you sometimes doing absolutely nothing is perfectly fine because you want to know something it keeps you 
in check. It keeps you balanced. It keeps you sane. I can't tell you how many people have told me that my work ethic is ridiculous because it is. It very much is. And I and, and I can see that because people will be like, OK, Sarah, like, why are you working so many days in a week? Like, you need to relax. I'll tell you a story, actually, about this. So this is another retail job that I had. I'm not going to name the name because, again, we're trying to be civil here. But I used to work. <laughs> I used to work at this retail job for about mm, a year and a half. Okay. And at this retail job, I was getting pretty good at it. You know, like I, I enjoyed coming in cause I liked my coworkers and you know, the pay was, it was okay, I guess. And again, the scheduling was all right. And I actually wore their clothes. So it was fine for me. Right. So I would come in on a pretty regular basis, but once I had finished or once I had been done with school and it was summertime and I like really had all the time in the world, my mind went from, okay, school's done. So now what do I do? I shifted it into putting all my, all my time, all my effort, all my energy into this job. All right. So I, sometimes I would be working like six days a week. Like I'd be working like crazy and not take a proper break and not give myself enough grace because I just wanted to make money. I just wanted to hustle, 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 make money, make money, make money, make money. And I didn't pay attention to anything else. And let me tell you, that is a very, very dangerous road to go down because yes, as much as you can be proud of yourself for making as much money as you possibly can when you're young and doing all these things and blah, 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 like feeling accomplished in that, honestly, it's not going to do you any good because once you reach that point where you're like, I'm exhausted or I'm burnt out or I just need to take a nap, you start feeling bad and you start feeling like, oh, no, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't. And you get tangled up in this in 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 this web where it's like no 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 no. like I have to I have to keep working I have to keep doing this I have to keep because if I don't then I'm a failure if I don't then I'm this if I don't if you know you start making excuses and you start saying like oh like I shouldn't be sitting down doing absolutely nothing I have to be doing things you know and again it just goes back to that pressure where it's like if you're not doing anything then you're a loser and I'm here to tell you that that's not true it's not true I've learned it myself like after going over it so many times in my head after I had finished school and I was working a dead-end job I was like dude I'm a loser I'm a loser like what do I even do now what what what's next for me at this point what 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 and even in this retail job where I was like working like crazy like six days a week like seven eight hours six days a week like crazy 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 like even on weekends I'd be working full weekends I'd be working and that's no way to live my guys like I know there's people that need to have their their bills paid and they have things that they want to save up for and they have life events that they want to be there for so they just kind of get all the all the crappy stuff out of the way and then they get to the good stuff like you need to have a healthy medium you need to have a healthy balance I will tell you guys one more story before I peace out of here because I just feel like I've been rambling on and on and on but that's just what this show is so I mean really but anyways I'll go on to the next story and this is a story about how I learned that taking care of yourself can come in many forms so remember how I said that my work ethic has always been ridiculous like it's I don't even know where it started or how it was developed. Maybe it's just the fact that I'm an orgullosa Latina and it's in my blood for all of us uh, 
Latinx people to be ridiculously hardworking, even to the point where we will bend and break and suffer. So maybe that has to do with things. But anyways, I remember I was working at a summer camp in downtown Toronto and I would have to get up at six in the morning every day, Monday through Friday, to be there for eight o'clock. I would take the early morning rush hour train to get to the subway uh, or the main, the, the central, the central subway station at like seven o'clock, seven, seven thirty. And so once I finally got to downtown, I would get to the summer camp and I would help check kids in and I would, I would be in my specific group and watch over the kids, do activities with them, blah, blah, blah. And it was a full day. So I'd be like from eight o'clock all the way up until three the kids would be doing activities. We also had what was called an extended program day. I think that's what it's called. Extended program day where some of the camp counselors would stay longer. So most of the camp counselors would leave at three because that's when all the kids would leave, right? But there were some kids that had their parents pick them up later. So they needed extra camp counselors to stay behind and do some activities with them, blah, 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 and just watch over them for a little while. All right. And again, my mentality was very much this. Yeah, sure, I could leave at three and it'll be fine. I'll get home at a decent time, whatever. But this is what my mentality was. My mentality was, but if I stay until like six, if I stay until six, I'm going to make three hours worth of money that I couldn't have made if if I had stayed until three. Now you might think, okay, yo, like, let's get it. Let's get this bread. Yo, bro. Yeah, okay. Like, I, I see no problems with that. But one thing y'all have to consider is this, okay? I would literally, so so here, here's what it is, is I would literally work from eight in the morning all the way up until six. And after six, you would think, okay, it's time for you to like take a break, fall asleep, go home. No, that's not what I would do because after I, why did I do this? After I finished going to the summer camp or like finish up with the summer camp and sometimes I wouldn't even leave until like 6 30 because we had to clean up and like you know and the train wouldn't come on time because it was rush hour all these things so sometimes I wouldn't even leave until 6 30 and it was starting to get dark out but after the summer camp and working with these kids having so much energy so much energy I would literally go from downtown Toronto to the other side of the city to go to the gym and work out for two hours crazy yes very much so and this is back when I was what like hmm, how many years ago was this this was like when I was 22 so yeah I was young and I was like full of energy somewhat kind of ish where I could do those things but looking back I'm thinking Sarah why don't you just give yourself a break like why do you have to go like at a hundred percent every single time but I've reflected on this and I've thought it's because my mentality was if I'm not doing anything, then I'm a loser and I'm being unproductive and I'm not doing what I want to do or I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So again, it's just this this very toxic mentality. And again, this is also at a time where I was going through a lot of really, really difficult things. Actually, this is around the time that TJ and I were starting to have problems in our relationship. So like there were so many things that I was just trying to avoid and that I was trying to just fill up my time with like other things that I really started to experience the effects of burning out where I'd be exhausted all the time and I couldn't even spend my weekends properly because I'd be so, so tired 
so so freaking tired and that had to do with again just hustling all throughout the week not just that but also my anxiety and my depressive episodes were just getting too much for me to handle that I just didn't feel the motivation to do anything so I kind of it kind of contradicts itself because I'd be working my butt off all week and then when it finally got time for me to rest or like for me to just appreciate being like ah, alone quiet at peace I couldn't because I felt like a loser and I felt very sad and I felt very alone and things like that you know so the one thing that I think we can take away from all this and the one thing that I just kind of want to drive across the park or what's the what's the freaking sentence it's like hit home hit a home run with whatever man y'all know what I'm talking about the one thing that I just really want to emphasize here though is like I know that there's somebody here that's listening that probably feels like oh my gosh, like I just finished school and I have no idea what the heck my life is going to be like now. Or even like I just quit my job and I have no idea what the heck my life is going to be like. Or I'm looking for a new job and I don't know when that's going to come. Or whatever it is that you're waiting for and you're being patient for, it's okay. It's okay for you to take a break. It's okay for you to regroup, recenter, refocus. Because at this, like as long as, as long as you still have that goal in your mind, It doesn't matter how long it's going to take for you to get there. Because I feel like a lot of us are, what's the, what's the word? See, why am I, this is, this is my bilingual brain. I'm literally thinking of it in Spanish and then I want to say it in Spanish, but I'm speaking in English here. Somos bien, like, ilusionados. What is the word? Illusioned? Like, that's not the word. We're so, oh dear God, what's the word? Foolish. Foolish, that's the word. Foolish to think. That everything's going to happen for us in like 0.01 seconds or that you're going to get this job right away. You're going to figure things out right away. You're going to do this right away. Like everything in life just takes time. And the most important thing out of anything that you can take from working hard and chasing your dreams and things like that is to take a break, to take a minute, just even if it's like five, ten minutes, just take a minute and relax And I'm kind of speaking to myself in this because even in my life right now, I feel like I'm very much set on, okay, I have to get this done. I have to do this. I have to do this. And now I have to do this. And then I have to do that. And then once I'm done that, I'm probably going to do this afterwards. You know, I'm kind of speaking to myself in a sense because I have a hard time kind of centering myself and really just being in the moment or like staying present not worrying too much about oh what if this happens but then what if this happens but then like what if what if I do this and then this turns out like this you know like we 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 spend so much time especially when it comes to our future we spend so much time asking all of these questions and yet it doesn't give us enough time to really acknowledge what's going on right right in front of us you know like I I I very much think back to the time when I was starting to figure out my life when I just finished my undergrad and I really wish that I had focused less on like what's the future going to be like what's the future going to be like what's the future going to be like I really wish that I spent less time doing that and just worrying about what was going on at the time because when I tell y'all my mental health was not good at that time it was terrible it was so 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 bad so I mean there it is I think I think for those of you that are kind of struggling with what's the future going to look like or what's this next step going to look like what's this next chapter going to look like I think a lot of us just need to take a step back and be like okay well what's my life looking like right now what are things looking like at this current moment in time and what what's great about it or what's not so great about it you know because I feel like a lot of times we're very much 
like celebrating all of our victories and are like, yes, I did this. I did this. I did this, which is always nice, which is wonderful. It's great. You know, always celebrate your victories, but we have a very tough time acknowledging the fact that some certain things aren't going to go the way that we want to that day or certain things are not so great or certain things are could be better right we have a very hard time acknowledging that sometimes so that's what I'm thinking like if we're so focused on like do 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 is there a way for us to kind of just stop and be like okay what's really going on here or why am I thinking this way because for me, when I was thinking that way, where I was very much like, oh, what's my future going to look like? Like, I very much was trying to avoid a lot of things that were going on in my life at the present time. And I just hope that if you're listening and, and you're feeling like that, or if you're struggling in, in some sort of way about what your future is going to look like, or if you're finishing school and you're like, oh my gosh, like, what do I do now? I'm not going to find a job. I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to have no money. Believe me, I've been there, first of all. <laughs> but secondly... Take it one step at a time. Take it one step at a time and I promise you everything's going to fall into place the way that it needs to. And well, my friends, that's 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 it for this week's episode. I hope you guys liked it. I feel like I rambled a little bit, but I hope you all get the message because I'm kind of sort of trying to speak to myself a little bit right now because I'm very much in that box where I feel like um, nothing that I do is ever good enough and that I need to be this bright shining star for everybody to see and to look up to and to just everyone to just admirar and be like oh my gosh esa muchacha sabe lo que está haciendo translation this girl knows what she's doing and things like that and the problem is, is that I don't ever like it or I don't ever like to have people see me sweat. I don't like it because uh, maybe this has to do with some underlying thing, but I don't like it because then it perceives me as being weak. And I've had moments in my life where I've been very vulnerable with people and they've just taken advantage of it. They've, they've just taken it, ripped it to shreds and thrown it in my face, put it in a blender, pooped on it and smeared it on the wall. <laughs> like, uh, that's the one thing that I struggle with a lot of the times. So, um, but I... Yeah, I hope this helps somebody out. I really hope it does because I know that it's going to, if I if I play this on repeat and let myself know that I need to take a break, then I will take a break. And the more people that tell me that you need to take a break, Sarah, it's okay to just take a break, take a breather, take a moment. Like, the more people that tell me that, I think I'm going to be more at peace with myself and more at ease with how life is going right now. But... I put it, at the end of the day, I put it all in God's hands and whether you believe in God or not, I think the actions that you put forth or the actions that you kind of, uh, the, the steps that you take and things like that, it, it'll all fall into place the way that it needs to. And, and in my case, I know that God has control of all things and he knows what's, what's, what's going to happen in my life. And that's, that's, that's all I can really ask for. That's all I can really hope for at this point. But anyways, I, yeah, I will see you guys in the next episode. Keep watching my Instagram stories for the books I am reading. I am so proud of myself because normally, normally between you and I, I used to take months, months 
to finish books. And my sister always used to tell me how terrible I was at this because not only would I take months to finish books, but whenever I borrow books from her or any other person for that matter, I would leave the condition of those books looking looking like some necks. But now I've learned to to appreciate and have learned to take care of books because they are wonderful things and they can speak to you in ginormous gigantosaurus ways so yeah just keep keep watching my instagram stories for any of my book recommendations i keep reading more latino authors and i'm trying to recommend more latino authors because hello soy orgullosa and i want to promote more diversity in academia and literature so yeah anyways Black Lives Matter, Indigenous Lives Matter, Immigrant Lives Matter, and God loves you so, so very much, as do I. I'll see y'all next week. Here's a big hug from me to you. Mm Okay, bye.